Hello, spirit friends. Welcome to Words of Wisdom. I'm your host, Minerva Maharaj. This podcast offers you practical spirituality to help you reach the highest and best version of yourself. I'm a former NBA Toronto Raptors dancer turned certified spiritual life coach, and my intention is to help you shift out of mediocrity closer to a life of your dreams. Words of Wisdom offers practical life and spiritual guidance, life-shifting tools, and helps raise your vibration to align to the life you truly desire. Now let's get connecting to your highest and best self. Welcome to episode nine of Words of Wisdom. I'm your host, Minerva Maharaj, and I'm so excited you're joining me here today. I know it's only episode nine, but I'm so excited about this. We've been doing this weekly, and you've been in you've been joining me on the journey and trusting me. And I don't take that lightly. So that makes me really excited, especially when I see the views keep going up and up on, on my episodes. <laughs> so um, that means a lot to me, as well as all of your reviews. So please, whatever podcast app you're listening listening to this on please leave a review when you leave a review it lets me know what I can improve on or what to continue on and also it helps reach other people so I really would appreciate a review and any feedback that you may have and every week I will be highlighting a special review so this week I'll be sharing one from Sarah from Toronto who says I listen to your podcast and adore it more than many other podcasts I have listened to your voice is soothing and confident I seriously couldn't even think of an improvement thank you so much Sarah it really means so much to me that you're listening and that you're sharing this with others so thank you thank you thank you so today on episode nine of words of wisdom I'll be sharing with you two habits keeping you in pain and suffering. Two habits keeping you in pain and suffering. And when I say pain and suffering, I'm talking about that internal hell that you're experiencing. That dread, that fear, that drama cycle that's keeping you feeling heavy and stuck and really in this hellish state. Who likes that? Who wants that? And maybe you're experiencing this constantly because of relationships in your life with family with parents perhaps a partner or maybe it's just a state you're in and you're experiencing with just yourself and you don't even know why you're feeling this way so today I'm going to address two important factors that's keeping you in this state of pain and suffering and when you do address these two factors and I will give you some tips on how to break these habits Once you break these habits, what you're doing is you're opening yourself up to freedom, expansiveness, and peace. And that is who you truly are, my friend. That is the state of who you are. That is who you truly are. And when you return to the state of who you truly are, you align to the life that you're meant to live. You align to all the things that you want and more. So that is my intention for you. That's my intention for every episode to get you back to the vibration of who you truly are. Because when you act from that place, then you really are living out your purpose and the life you were meant to live when you came to earth. So let's get right to it. The number one thing we are doing that keeps us in a state of pain and suffering is judgment. Judgment of ourselves judgment of others, judgment of a situation that's happened to us. And we are trained to judge. We grew up judging or being judged 
being a good girl, bad girl, this is right, this is wrong, don't do this, do that. And so we're conditioned in judging, we're conditioned to label things and to categorize things. And yes, it serves a purpose to keep us safe to a certain extent, but also too much of judging and becoming judgmental of ourselves and others. And we learn that from our caregivers, we observe that, we absorb that as well of being judgmental. This judgment goes too far to the point where it becomes destructive in ourselves, becomes destructive in our relationships, it becomes destructive in our life. And how does judgment keep us in pain and suffering? When we start labeling things as right or wrong, good or bad, what this person said or what this person did, they are wrong, they are bad, I am better, they are better. When we, we start creating a separation between ourselves and others, and we, when we are judging others, we start creating this drama in our mind, this story in our mind that what they did was wrong, they harmed us, they did this to us, and we, be, we start victimizing ourselves. So what judgment does is creates a polarity. When we create a polarity of right and wrong, good or bad, this creates drama, this creates stress. This doesn't create any solutions. This doesn't create peace. And the point is, judgment, if it doesn't create peace, it's creating fear, fear-based experiences, more fear within ourselves. And really what it's doing is it doesn't create love within ourselves. It doesn't allow us to experience love. Has there ever been a time you were able to judge someone and love them at the same time? It's not possible to love and judge at the same time. It's on two different vibrations. You can't love someone and judge them at the same time. In the same way, if you were to receive that, anytime someone has judged you for what you did, how you dressed, what you said, however way you may have felt judged in your life, did you ever feel loved at the same time? No, it made you feel lesser than. It made you then want to go out, get, go out and try to prove them wrong. It made you feel small. It never, ever built you up. So what judgment does is really create more fear within yourself and all around you. So whether you're the one judging or being judged, what judgment is really doing is locking in the pain and suffering. Judging is saying, I'm better than you and you're lesser than me or vice versa. I'm lesser than you and you're better than me. And it doesn't create a good feeling. It creates a separation. And separation comes from the ego. Separation doesn't come from the essence of you, the love vibration of you. So that's what judgment does. Judgment separates you from love. Judgment separates you from who you truly are because who you truly are as a spiritual vibrational being, an energetic being, is a vibration of love. Thinking, feeling, doing, embodying that love. But when we judge, it takes us out of that vibration into a place of fear, fearful thoughts, fear manifested within the body. Fear manifested and flowing in different forms of emotion. 
and therefore outwardly showing up as fearful experiences or people that match that. So I know I'm saying a lot of things here. I'm just trying to empty out and give you as many different perspectives on judgment. And the spiritual perspective of judgment is that is actually coming from the ego self, the fear self. That doesn't come from the essence, true version of who you are. Judgment cannot embody love, as I said. And to go deeper into that around separation, how we create separation, when we judge, we're saying I'm better than you or I'm lesser than you. And neither of that is true. Because the truth is we are all one. We are all connected. Even if, yes, someone broke up with you or cheated on you or you had a really bad divorce or, you know, there's horrible things that happen. But really, when we label it as right or wrong, good or bad, better or lesser, we take away the spiritual growth the evolution of our soul in that. And we keep ourselves stuck where we are and doesn't allow us to move forward. So for example, if you had a really bad divorce and you're blaming this person, you feel you're better than this person, your partner is such a this or that, and you know it's all this negative experience and feelings, yes, it's definitely real for you. But you can change the fear around it. You can change the energy around that. You can change the outcome of it if you could just change your perception of it. So what if you didn't label something as good or bad, right or wrong, better or lesser? What if you didn't label yourself as either one of those? What if you didn't label someone else as either one of those, good or bad, right or wrong, better or lesser? If there was no label attached to you, someone else, or any experience, what do you have left? And what happens is when you don't label anything, there's no good or bad, right or wrong. There is something in between that. What exists is what is. What you have left is what is. And what is, when you don't have good or bad, right or wrong, better or lesser, and you just eliminate that, what you have left in between that space is love. Seeing it from a point of view of love, feeling love, healing the situation, healing yourself, sending healing energy to the other person. You show up as your true self. And you allow yourself to receive more without judgment. So I hope that resonates with you when it comes to judgment. We'll have some fun soul work later on for you to go a little deeper into judgment. And to assess how you bring judgment into your life, onto yourself, onto others. How you've labeled and judged certain experiences in your life. So overall, what judgment does is it keeps you separate from love. Judgment comes from the ego. Judgment creates separation. Judgment keeps you in pain and suffering because you're judging yourself. You're judging others. You're judging an experience. You're labeling things. 
and you're creating this polarity and creating a polarity keeps you stuck, keeps that heavy drama story going on and doesn't help you move forward. And when you eliminate judgment, you welcome in healing, peace, and space. When you neutralize it and you neutralize it by not judging and when you welcome this new neutral energy, then healing, peace, and love can flow in and you can see the right people show up, the situation and circumstances be healed and allow yourself to be healed and the person to be healed. And really you connect and show up as your true spiritual self because you are a spiritual being in a human experience. And that's what we need more of in this world, less judgment and more spirit, less judgment and more love. And when you act from that place, how much better would your life be How much better can you be and show up for other people in your life and in turn make a better impact on the world? So let's go to number two. The second habit that you're doing to keep you in pain and suffering is not being present. In other words, you're stuck in the past or you keep thinking about the future. You're not being present. And how does this cause pain and suffering? Well, let me show you. So when we are not present, we're only in two other places, the past or the future. In the past, we're thinking and dwelling and obsessing about what happened, repeating it, talking about it, thinking about it, worrying about it, reliving those experiences over and over again. When we are in the future, all we're doing is worrying and experiencing anxiety when we're too much in the future. So to give you an example of this is let's take relationships for example. If say you're single and you're looking for your life partner and I was in exactly in this position before I found my husband and I was in a lot of relationships and dated a lot and I really put my heart and soul in a lot of relationships and I had some serious relationships and they didn't work out. And some of them ended, ended horribly. And with a buildup of different experiences that ended up very, that ended up negative, and obviously not the outcome I wanted at the time. I wanted to be in the relationship at the time. But after one heartbreak after another, it builds up and it does take a toll on you. So that when I was now looking for my life partner, I kept replaying what happened in my mind, what happened in the past, kept dwelling about it, kept talking about it, kept saying, I don't want a partner who does this and that because this is what I went through. And even though, yes, it's, I was didn't want the same things, I didn't want that repeated in my life, it wasn't serving me by dwelling on it and and reliving it because when you talk about it and keep thinking about it, you can't help but experience those feelings again. And as I've taught you, what you experience in your body and those emotions that move through your body, that's energy moving through your body, it's emitting a frequency. And that's what I was putting out to the universe and therefore kept bringing in the same experiences that 
I didn't want. I didn't want these failed relationships over and over again. So I kept replaying the past. Even when I was on dates, you would, I would be talking about what happened in the past relationship with this ex-boyfriend, how he's this and how he's that. And that's obviously not attractive, but that I think that's a, a mistake that a lot of women do. And a lot of people try to move forward with this baggage. They try to move forward with this as their pedestal, as their past, as their pedestal versus breaking down that pedestal, releasing it, healing it, and creating a new pedestal, a new ground, a new foundation to build on, to walk on. And when you're on the pedestal of the past, you're only going to create, build more of the past. You're just going to repeat more of the past. So repeating a bad experience over and over again, that's you reliving the past and living in the past thinking about it, feeling it, dwelling on it, you're living in the past and it's not the present. Another thing that we do is we live too much in the future. Well, you use your imagination to worry and that's what really worrying is, is using your imagination for for bad and to create circumstances that you don't want. So when we're in the future, we're talking about, well, I don't want this to happen again. I wanna get married, but I don't want it to end in divorce. I want kids, but then what if they're really bad kids or whatever the stories we, we make up. We talk about these things that we want in the future, but we also add elements that we don't want in the future. And we just, when we get too much in the future, we start worrying, we start creating fearful experiences for ourselves. We use our imaginations to freak ourselves out for some reason. And so also what we do when we're too much in the future, we create anxiety for ourselves. And that's what anxiety is, is um, this feeling manifested that we're out of, that it's out of control. We're worried about something happening that hasn't happened yet. That's what anxiety is. So that's what happens when we're too much in the future. So in the past or in the future, we are creating two circumstances. What that doesn't feel good, that really embodies this internal hell of pain and suffering. And I don't know if, but for any of you, but does it feel good to worry? Does it feel good to dwell about the past, to, re, to keep thinking about that and worrying that it may happen again? Um, and we think we're doing ourselves a service by saying, okay, I don't want this in a partner. I don't want that to happen again. I don't want this. Um, but really what we're doing is we're really bringing our past into the present and into the future in an unconscious way. So how do we break this habit? How do we get present? Well, I just want to address even further that when we're in the past and it, or in the future, we're not present. And when we're not present, we are not accessing our true power. So in other words, when we are present, when we don't have the past on our back, when we're not forward thinking, we are in between the gap. We're in the gap, I should say. So when we're not in the past, when we're not in the future, we're in the gap. We're in the middle. We are present. And when we are present, we really do tap into our true gifts, our true wisdom, our inner resources, the truth. We really do tap into the present, our, our, the truth of ourselves in life in the situ and, and in any situation that we're in. When we really get present, 
we access our true gifts, the true potential of our life. And people are often afraid to get present. I get it, maybe you don't know how to get present, but sometimes people are afraid to get there because they don't want maybe the answers that come with being present, or maybe they don't want to do the work and being present. I have to think about that a little bit more. But what I do know is that when you do get present, you really do access this deep, profound peace and answers in stillness. And even as a spiritual life coach, it's a daily practice. It's a practice I have to do often to get present. It's not like you get present once and then you're good for the rest of the day or year. It's a practice of being present. So it's important that you do do this every day. Have a practice to get present because in the midst of the stories you're telling yourself, the drama, the stress feeling we have too much to do, or if you're worried about the future, whatever it is, if if you're feeling heavy in any way or low vibrating in any way, I guarantee it's because you're not present. And I experience that with myself too. If I wake up in the morning, I feel like I have so much to do. And then I'm also worried about what if this doesn't happen? What if I don't get to this in my business? Well, I got to do this by the end of the month and I got to do this for my family, got to do this for my daughter. And I start feeling overwhelmed and stressed out I know I'm not present. So in those moments are more reason to get present and different ways you could get present or the ways I get present is I go straight to meditating or journaling, writing, writing out my feelings. Um, There's different things you can do. You can do yoga, go outside, get some fresh air, go for a walk in nature, or maybe it's just laying down and just being in silence. Maybe it's laying down with your crystals on your body. Maybe it's just being still for a moment and deep breathing. Maybe it's putting on some spiritual music, some high vibrating music for you to really just get centered, to get still. Every time I do this in the midst of chaos, in the midst of overwhelm and stress, really everything just sheds off of me. My mind, my energy just shifts. I just feel so much better and I I can catch a breath. I feel renewed. I feel refreshed and I feel like I can carry on. And it really brings things into perspective and brings me back into balance. And I see things differently. I see things from the essence self versus the ego self, the ego self that's saying there's lack, you don't have enough time, you're not doing enough, you're not enough. Because that's what's talking that's what's ruling when you're not present but when you are present you get connected to that true centered connected feeling within you in other words your true essence self and you can start listening and speaking and acting from that place and your day will go much differently your interactions will go differently how you show up will be much different so when you don't get present, you really do keep experiencing fear, worry, and anxiety. And when you have these heavy feelings going on, even people who are depressed, and even if something, you know, bad has happened to you that's not pleasant, like divorce or breakup or losing a house or losing a loved one, often we are really replaying and stuck in the past and so afraid of the future and what will happen in the future but if you just grant yourself 
the space and time to get present. And yes, I do get, it does take some courage to get present, to allow yourself to get still. You do open yourself up to healing. You open yourself up to peace. You open yourself up to love and possibilities within yourself. And it does, everything that you worried about and you're fearful about just comes into perspective and imbalance and you get a clear answer and you can move forward with a clearer mind. So there you have it, the two habits keeping you in pain and suffering. So to do a quick recap, number one, the number one thing you're doing to keep you in a cycle of pain and suffering is judgment. Judgment of yourself, of others, and of any experience that you've had. So when you start labeling things as right or wrong, good or bad, better or lesser, you're keeping yourself in a cycle of pain and suffering. You're keeping yourself in a a story that in a cycle that is not serving you. It's keeping you in a cycle of separation. It's keeping you in the cycle of ego and not in the cycle and doesn't help you get connected to the essence, true self of you because it's keeping you separate from who you truly are and who other people truly are and the spiritual lessons and meaning behind any experience that's happened to you. So the minute you eliminate judgment from it, you allow the truth to unfold, what is to show up, the beautiful lesson in or the blessing to show up for you. So when you eliminate judgment, you open yourself up to healing and receiving of good. And the second thing that I shared with you today is not being present is another way another habit that's keeping you in pain and suffering because when you're not present you're only in the past or the future there's nowhere else you could be so when you are in you know repeating stories in your mind experiences and reliving the past reliving the pain of the past you're 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 living in the past your energy your mind your thoughts is in the past And you're going to be creating more of that in the future. That's not being really present. Um, And then when you're in the future, you're creating, you're in a state of worry and anxiety. And when you are in a state of presence, when you're truly present, you're neither in the past or the future. You're not thinking here or there. You're thinking now. You're thinking here. I'm here right now. And that's all that counts because that's all there is. So I gave you some tools that you can do to start getting present when you are feeling worried, fearful, anxiety-filled. And some of those things are meditation, meditating, writing, journaling, doing yoga, going out and connecting with Mother Nature. Find what works for you and helps you get present and connected to yourself. And the reason I share this with you of trying to break the habit of judgment and not being present is because if you can start practicing, and I say practicing, it's not about getting it perfect because remember, we've been doing this for so long. If you're operating in the unconscious, when the ego has been in the driver's seat for so long, it's not expected to just you know flip it and change and be in the passenger seat for the rest of your life overnight. It takes practice. So these are just two ways you can start practicing and watching yourself being judgmental and watching yourself not being present and notice what does that do to you. 
because once you can start being aware of it, you can start changing it. And when you start changing it, you'll notice it's create more, it creates more space and peace and love in your life. And that's what you want. And that's, and it helps you connect back to who you truly are and show up as your most highest and best self and your most highest and best vibrating self, that spirit self of who you truly are. So eliminating judgment and getting more present will help you do that. Now here's your fun soul work for this week. So to help you break these two habits of judgment and not being present, number one, I invite you to list everything about yourself that you judge, about others or maybe a particular person that you're judging, or and or any experience that's happened to you that you've deemed as right or wrong good or bad better or lesser so i want you to just get really honest with yourself and write it all out so yes get out that pen and paper and write this when you have some time for yourself designate some time do this when you get home after you have dinner and the kids are in bed or you have no work left to do for the night, set aside just 10 to 15 minutes to do this exercise because it'll help you feel much clearer and lighter after you've done this. So like I said, for number one, I'd like you to list out list out everything, the thoughts that you have around yourself, others, or a particular person, or any situations ever happened to you that you've deemed as good or bad, right or wrong, better or lesser. And I just want you to list it out and put it all out down on paper and get it out of your head and there's no again no judgment on this like don't be like oh my god I can't believe I think that good get that out of the head or else that's what you're keeping up there in your head and it's just going to you know it's not that it's not meant to just sit in there it's going to just manifest into something unhealthy for you so get it all out put it all in paper and just notice the judgments that's going on that you talk to yourself about and about other people and notice what this does to you mentally physically emotionally spiritually what does judgment do to you and another part of this is I want you to now ask who would I be without this thought and you can go through each thought that you listed who would I be without this thought so in other words who would I be without this judgment and notice what opens up for you and write that down Who would I be without this thought? Who would I be without this judgment on myself, on another person, or on this experience, around this experience? Another thing I want to introduce to you is a clearing statement that I've learned through Access Bars. I'm a certified practitioner for Access Bars, Access Consciousness, and it's a powerful experience that clears limitations and stored memories and emotions and it's just amazing so one of the ways that one of the clearing statements that I'm taught through this course and what I teach my clients as well is everything is the opposite of what it seems nothing is what it seems so it's a it's called the crazy statement but everything is the opposite of what it seems and nothing is what it seems And this is what I learned through access bars, access consciousness. And if you say this statement, and it sounds crazy, it's meant to sound crazy, but what it does is it's meant to bypass the logical mind and help you neutralize the energy that's there. Everything is the opposite of what it seems. Nothing is what it seems. 
And what it does, it takes away the polarity, the good or bad, right or wrong, and neutralizes the energy. And it, oh, if you say that when you are feeling stressed, this is a tool you can add in your back pocket. If you say this to yourself before bed or in the day or anytime you feel overwhelming energy or you're stressing about something, when you say this, it will totally lower your energy in a good way. It'll just de-stress you and clear your mind and it'll especially help you go to sleep and i've seen it work for my clients and i even practice it on some family members i do it on myself and it really helps me de-stress and calm down right away and get out of that drama cycle in my head and get out of judgment and connect to true consciousness of myself so that's something you can try everything is the opposite of what it seems nothing is what it seems and if you are interested in access bars, I'll tell you a little bit more about that later, how you can receive a treatment or even get certified yourself. Number two, what are the things you think about when it comes to the past? What are the things about the past do you think about? And how does that make you feel mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually? So when you list out all the things from the past, how does that make you feel on every level, on all four beings, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually? <clears throat> Next, I'd like you to do the same for the future. What are some things that you think about that brings anxiety for you for the future? So what are some things about the future that brings anxiety to you? And I would like you to list that out. And then notice, what does that do for you mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually? So when you're worrying about the future, am I going to have enough money to pay for my house? If I'm a single, if you're a single parent and you're like, how am I going to do this and take care of my kids? You're too much in the future and you're not in the present. And when you're in worry, when you're in anxiety, you've stepped out of your power. You step too much in the future and that doesn't feel good in your mind. You just go on this worry cycle. It doesn't feel good in your body. You're going to feel heavy. You're going to feel constricted. You're going to feel like a pressure on your shoulders. It may show, manifest differently different sensations in the body but I want you to connect to that how does this make you feel physically in your body and how does it make you feel emotionally does it make you feel sad does it make you feel anxious does it make you feel worried I want you to connect with those feelings what does it do to think about these thoughts that cause anxiety for you around the future and same thing what does it do for you spiritually does it make you feel expanded or does it make you feel constricted? And does it deplete your energy? Does it deplete your spirit? So I want you to connect to that. And finally, the third part of this is I want you to close your eyes and really get present. And you can do this with a guided meditation that I have on YouTube called Being Present. And I will connect that to the show notes under my site, goddessofwisdom.ca forward slash podcast under episode nine. I will connect you. I will put the link there for this guided meditation that will help you deeply connect to the present, eliminate the past and not think about the future and really sit in that gap of the present. And this is a powerful meditation that I use on my clients, I use for myself, and I've got great feedback on it, so I wanted to offer it here for you, something you can use at any time to help you get present. 
or find or, or use what works for you. Maybe that's just going out for a walk, going out in the backyard. Maybe it's taking out a pen and paper and just journaling. What makes time go by for you? What makes you get really centered and silent and really allow you to hear what's going on for yourself? So I want you to connect to that and I want you to anchor that. Get really present for yourself and notice what happens. Well, number one, what is that thing that helps you get present? What comes to mind? What are you willing to try? And again, notice what that does to you emotionally, physically, spiritually, and mentally. And how would life be different if you led from this place every day and committed to a small practice that can help you get present when you feel out of balance? So I hope these steps help you. Actually, I know they will help you if you do the work. So I hope that you do take the time to answer these questions and see what shows up for you. And I would love to hear from you. So please connect with me on my website, goddessofwisdom.ca. And you can always send me an email there. And as always, you can leave a review on any podcast app that you're listening to this show on. And again, I'm so grateful for you joining me and listening to this and allowing me to support you on your journey. I hope at least one or two things resonated with you in this episode and helps you feel different from when you started listening to this episode, to the beginning of this show. So my intention for you is to give you tools, to give you guidance, to give you lessons that will help you remember who you truly are and reconnect to the true essence of who you are. Because I believe that when you do connect to that place and you tap into that power within you, anything is possible and you deserve a life of love, light, and abundance. Sending so much love to you. Thank you so much for listening.